I'm Amanda Leitner and welcome to Rochester Rising, where we amplify the stories of Rochester entrepreneurs. Welcome to episode 196 of the podcast today. So today on the podcast, we get to listen in to the latest We Forum or Women Entrepreneurs Forum. The We Forum was launched just a few years ago, and it brings together women in business throughout the region who want to share knowledge and resources to support new business creation and growth. <clears throat> this group is a collaboration between Ready, the Kabara Institute of St. Mary's University of Minnesota, and the Rochester Area Chamber of Commerce. And uh, this group normally has uh, runs both a panel discussion and a more in-depth um, educational session um, once a month, you know, everything's been a bit derailed uh, since since COVID has started, but it is starting to pick up again. So um, if you're interested in the We Forum, the best place to find them is on their Facebook page at We Forum hashtag RochMN. And you can also find today's um, full conversation on the Rochester Area Chamber of Commerce's YouTube channel. So we um, just focused on kind of the education or presentation part of the discussion today and left out the conversation. But if you want to listen in to the more in-depth conversation that took place, definitely I encourage you to head over to the Chamber of Commerce's YouTube page and we will link that in the show notes as well. So I actually had the immense honor to be on the We Forum panel uh, this past month or this past session, which actually just took place last week, talking about business resources in the community for businesses from the idea stage to about the scaling stage of business development. So as part of um, Collider's Ecosystem Navigator program, which if you don't know about that, I encourage you to go over to our website at collider.mn and learn more about it. And I'll also talk about it on the WeForm panel that you're listening into today. But as part of our Ecosystem Navigator program, we developed this uh, roadmap to the Rochester Entrepreneurial Ecosystem, listing a bunch of different resources available in the community or the ones that we know of at Collider and where they fit into the business development spectrum. Um, we have not yet made that public. We aim to do so shortly within the next month or so. So stay tuned for that on our website both at collider.mn and rochesterrising.org. So there are a ton of possible links we could have put in the show notes today. There are just way too many. So again, I encourage you to um, look for that roadmap to come out shortly or to jot down these, these resources and um, search for them as you're listening. All right, well, Thanks for joining us today, and we'll just launch right into the podcast with the latest We Forum. I'm Christine Beach, and I uh, run the We Forum. This was something that started, most of you know this, uh, almost two years ago now. And so for the last two years, we've been trying to just meet the needs of women who are in business, running businesses, um, starting their own next venture. And so through that, we've had a couple of iterations. Heather and I started this with, uh, we were going to do panels and workshops. Uh, this last year, Heather moved on from Rady, and we started doing mostly panels. But I feel like in the midst of this pandemic, we've been hit or miss in how often we've been able to connect with people, what's worked in their lives. 
And so what we want to do today is talk about what we know, Amanda and I know to be out there in the community, and then how much of that is actually meeting your needs. And what's what's the gap? What's missing? What would you like to see? What could we bring to the table that would help everybody in the coming year? So um, for those of you that don't know, I run the entrepreneurial programming for St. Mary's University of Minnesota. And um, I am joined today by Amanda Leitner from Collider. Um, for those of you that don't know, Amanda has a podcast. She does the storytelling arm of Collider. She's run Rochester Rising as that storytelling arm. How many years has it been now, Amanda? Um, I think uh, four at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but you started that shortly before I went on board with St. Mary's. So it's mm -hmm. been three and a half years from me at St. Mary's. And now the Chamber is a partner in our WE Forum, so we are grateful to the Chamber for that. Um, so moving into this next year, the partnership's going to be um, the Chamber, St. Mary's, Collider, and Rady. And so we'll just be able to bring you a wider variety of um, presenters, we believe, by having that and be able to get the word out better. So I'm going to go ahead and share my screen. So really, we, we have three things on our topic today. Um, we want to talk about what's out there, what's missing, and what comes next. And to that end, I'm going to try and let's hope this works, guys. I just tried to launch a poll. So if you would be so kind as to um, let us know, um, I guess first, did you get your poll? Somebody give me a, an amen. They got the poll. Got it. Okay, great. Thank you. Okay, so if you would go through and if you would like to propose a topic, I would ask that you would jump, throw that up into the chat room. Um, what we've got here is just a variety of different ideas. Um, and we could do these as uh, workshops. We could do these as um, panels where we bring in people who have expertise in that area. So all of those are opportunities. Okay, so when we talk about what's already out there, just to kind of get us going and our brains kind of working a little bit, um, we talk in terms of getting people connected and networked, getting them educated around what needs to happen to make the business successful, connecting them with any funding and certification they might need. And then if they are in the type of business where they would need an incubator or a competition um, to maybe raise money for their idea. We'll talk about a little bit about that and where those are at. So on the idea of connections and networking, really what the organizations that we wanted to highlight here were the chamber. Um, and you know, for those of you who are not chamber members, I would tell you that the chamber has been opening up most of their programming um, to everyone free during this pandemic. So I would suggest jumping in there and finding out what's out there, what's available. Um, but there are, there's a women's round table. So much like this, it's an opportunity for women to gather and to, to really kind of talk about specific things. They typically try to highlight one particular woman entrepreneur in the community and they meet monthly as well. Um, Destination Medical Center. So we tend to think of DMC as something that is really focused on bringing in the big businesses like Boston Scientific and others, but they have really tried to create um, multiple venues for all of us um, to connect. And so I would encourage you to follow them on social media, 
track what they're doing. Uh, Lisa Clark has just done a phenomenal job over these years that she's been there in creating um, venues for people to connect and grow their business, you know, whether that's through contracting or other means. Um, and then the E1. And the, for those of you who don't know what the E1 is, I want to spend a little bit of time on that. So it's Entrepreneurs First. And essentially what that is, is a collaboration of all the organizations who really have a goal of supporting entrepreneurs. And so that includes everything from um, us to uh, Red Wing Ignite, Collider, um, we've got Green Seam. You just get organizations from Austin to Red Wing to Winona, all around Rochester, focused on lots of different avenues for supporting entrepreneurs. And so I would also encourage you to check them out. Um, they are offering grants, they are offering training. And so it's really bringing together all the resources into a single stop shop. Um, so yeah, that's another one for you to check out there. And then of course us, and if you've never been here before, I hope you find it valuable. It is a little bit different now than it was when we were in person. And I'm really hoping we get back in person, but I just don't know when that's ever gonna happen. So <laughs> for now, we're gonna make the most of what we've got here. And then Collider, and I'm gonna let Amanda speak a little bit to Collider and all the wonderful things they're offering. All right, well, we're gonna keep going. And I know Amanda is gonna jump back in because she's a master of this. So she'll figure that one out. <laughs> so, um, so then on the, the area of education. So of course that's near and dear to my heart. Um, so, you know, the thing that I hear over and over again is the two ends of the spectrum. One is my business almost failed because I didn't know what I was doing and I didn't have any business background. So I'm really good at fill in the blank, but I don't know much about running a business. And on the other end is people who say, you can't teach entrepreneurship. <laughs> that's just something that's ingrained. And I'm, I would beg to differ. I think you can teach it. Uh, the skill that you bring to the table needs to be augmented by the ability of not you know, running the business into the ground simply because you're just not aware of what, what needs to happen. So these organizations that we've got here have different focus on their educational offerings. Uh, Mindeed and Launch Minnesota is a part of that, offer a wide variety of training options. And many of them are free using platforms like Udacity, Udacity um, and others where you can jump in and take a free self-paced course. Um, they've also got programming with the University of Minnesota where you can take some courses as well. Some of those are, are you know, for a price and some of those are free, but the variety of options out there is pretty phenomenal. Um, and then of course you've got SCORE and the Small Business Development Center. And those people are just, that's all they do is help people starting businesses. So there's no reason not to take advantage of their resources. And they connect you with funding as well. When you're working with them, they have a launch into funding streams so they can really get you connected there as well. So that's a plug for them. You definitely wanna reach out to them if you're looking for educational um, support and how to get your business started and mentorship. And then uh, the Mayo Clinic has an office of entrepreneurship. And while they focus on their people who are in Mayo Clinic as employees, we know we've got a lot of entrepreneurs who start off as a side gig with um, while they're still working at Mayo, and that's a great place to go and reach out to for resources. 
And then, of course, I, I have to tell you, St. Mary's, we have uh, both an undergraduate and we're launching in January. I'm very excited about this. In January, we're launching a four-class certificate in innovation and entrepreneurship. And so it'll be at the graduate level. But if grad school sounds scary, this is a great way to go back to school um, because this will just be four classes. And then you could go on and stack it into a master's program. But in fact, you do not have to. Uh, you could get the certificate with just the four classes and each class is eight weeks long. So I'm really excited about that. And you'll see me um, throwing some information about that up on the WeForum Facebook page. And then Winona State University, and they have all kinds of offerings as well. Um, there are offerings that are online at the uh, Rochester campus, as well as in their Winona, um, as well as on their Winona campus. And I know Julie Keeney is on here, so she really, Julie, I don't know if you want to jump in and say anything about that. You've got workforce development as well. Okay, I'm going to. Sure. Hi, Christine. Just got my my video, trying to get my video activated here. There we are. Yeah. Oh, yeah, thank you. So yes, we have both credit and non-credit options through our College of Business. And then we offer customized training and startup assistance. So everything from independent, self-paced to instructor-led. So thanks so much. Yeah. So there are no lack of educational resources in the region um, if you're interested in helping grow your knowledge base. And then as far as incubators and competitions, I think for whatever reason, most of us fear them. We fear the public. We think it's just for businesses that are gonna grow and scale tremendously. But the fact of the matter is, it can be a fabulous place to get money for your business. And you know, I would say the poster child for that is Beth Finbo with Busy Baby. Many of you may know her. Um, she is just north of Rochester and created this little um, mat that holds on to the toys. You probably have seen some of the ads there. But a lot of her money came because she pitched at MinCup. She pitched at Southern Minnesota Initiative Foundation. She pitched at these different local places and got everything from 5,000 to 25,000 in prize money that is just a gift to start her business with. So I would say, you never want to uh, leave that money on the table. So it's an opportunity to, to share that with others. So the Mayo Clinic Walleye Tank, that's something that happens here once a year and then up on the University of Minnesota campus once a year. So two opportunities each year to pitch at the walleye tank, and those are focused primarily on medical support issues. So if it's something that has to do with um, mental health or physical health, those would be the opportunities to pitch there. Mayo Clinic Ventures is focused primarily on folks who are in Mayo Clinic proper and want to start a business and spin it off from there. And then DMC has an assistive tech challenge. So if your idea in any way helps um, people who have some particular handicap or uh, constraint, they have a lot of resources and they will help you not only win the competition, but move your idea to the next level. And then Rady runs that Mayo Business Accelerator that's downtown that you know is right above Dooley's in the Bio Business Center right there. Um, and that's an opportunity to find a place to work out of and connect with resources. So certainly something to look into. And then the Technovation Challenge. And I don't know if Amanda's had success with her mic yet. I'd love to have her talk about Clyde. I think so. 
Can you hear me? Yeah, I don't know what was happening. <laughs> so um, Technovation Challenge, I'm sure there's some people on the call who are more familiar with it than me, but is um, a global um, coding competition for middle school, for, for young girls. Um, there's a chapter here in Rochester or Southeast Minnesota called Technovation MN, um, where girls come in to the competition. I believe it's about eight to 12 weeks, something like that. And um, they learn how to code and they um, use those skills to solve a pressing need that they see in their community to develop a mobile application. Um, there's been an immense amount of success and they also learn business development skills. They write um, business plans, do business pitch competition or have to pitch their idea at a competition. Um, and there's been tremendous success with this program and teams in Southern Minnesota. Um, I believe in several consecutive years that teams have made it very far in Minnesota Cup, which is the largest statewide business pitch competition. So it's been massively successful here. Yeah. And you want to give us kind of just a, a high level view of Collider? Sure. <laughs> so Collider is a um, nonprofit that supports early stage entrepreneurs here in Rochester. We actually are have officially been a nonprofit for one year today. So um, we have various services and I think we'll talk about them a little bit as we're walking through here from co-working space, storytelling and other um, free education services in the community. But I think we'll touch on those when they're relevant when we're moving through here. Yeah. And so then um, our fourth quadrant here is funding and certification. And we've listed in, and you know, Amanda and I were chatting about this. We really could have put many of these organizations in all four quadrants because they do a lot of all of that. So we just chose to focus on what they have probably as a core strength. Um, but certainly don't take away from this that there isn't um, funding available through some of these other organizations. And for example, uh, Southern Minnesota Initiative Foundation, Smith, um, they do a lot for connections and networking as well. So we've just kind of put them in these quadrants and we wanna highlight these organizations as a resource for you, um, but certainly don't want you to think that's, that's all that's there. Um, so Southern Minnesota Initiative Foundation has really focused a lot on rural entrepreneurship and entrepreneurship that supports the Southeast region here of Minnesota. There are actually different uh, initiative foundations around the state and the Southern Minnesota one really focuses on our region. And so they, they will provide funding, they will connect you with resources, they have an initiative around um, different types of needs. So for example, they have an initiative around um, daycare for the region. And so you can get grant funding if you are in any way involved in daycare. For, that's just one example. Launch Minnesota, um, and I'm part of that board, so I'm pretty familiar with it. Um, there's an opportunity there to get up to $35,000 that you can match to invest $70,000 in your business. And so Launch is really designed to say, we want to be a state that encourages new startups and helps them grow. And so to that end, you can submit a grant application to launch and, and they will cover that uh, dollar amount that I said for your business, but they will also, you can sub, uh, submit grant requests for daycare and housing costs that you uh, 
incur when you're trying to start your business and grow it. And I've got the city of Rochester in here. Some of you may remember we had a panel with them earlier in the summer um, talking about how to become certified and all the contracts that are set aside for woman-owned business. So that's something to look into and um, explore a little bit more. Dory Johnson at the city is focused specifically on helping women and minority entrepreneurs be successful. And then the E1, which I had mentioned up in the connections and networking, but they've certainly got a lot of funding that they are trying to assign um, to entrepreneurs who need it. And then the Small Business Development Center. So they have the education and funding certification, and I would say that's where their sweet spot is, is on um, that side of the metric. So there's certainly a lot of resources out there. And while we've got them listed as part of the idea and startup stage, um, they continue on and Amanda's gonna talk a little bit more about how they are also supporting you in a more advanced stage of the business. But we also wanna highlight minority focused resources. Um, and Amanda, if you could speak to some of those that you've worked with. Sure, um, and again, I think these a lot of these organizations have services beyond the idea concept stage, but this first one here is um, ACLA. Um, and that stands for Alliance of Chicanos, Hispanics, and Latin Americans. They really would provide a lot of networking and engagement support for um, Latino and Hispanic businesses here in Rochester. And they also have um, a design thinking education program called Creando Ando um, that ran this summer uh, to um, help people um, develop confidence and leadership skills around owning a business and um, or through their business concepts. So hopefully that'll come back to the community. Um, that was a successful pilot program they did this summer. Uh, the African Development Center at these early stages would provide, um, and this, is, this would be for um, African immigrant, immigrants and refugees. Um, they have an entrepreneurial training program and uh, which would be um, kind of a service at this idea MVP stage. The BDPA, and I saw Tony was on the call, so she probably could, speak much better about the BDPA than myself, but this is the Black Data Processing Associates and they provide um, networking and career advancement um, throughout multiple stages, not just business development, but just personal professional development. Um, ACER, oh, so many acronyms here. Um, ACER is the, um, oh my, I apologize. I, oh, here we go. Um, so ACER is also a, um, they are a nonprofit that supports um, Latino and Hispanic businesses here in um, Minnesota as a whole. They um, partner a lot with ACLA on various um, educational programs here in Rochester. Um, and they do a lot of work in um, rural Minnesota, although they're based out of St. Paul. So they have a pretty large reach um, in Minnesota. And the Somali Rebuild Association, they, um, especially at these early stages, they provide a lot of education about business plans business models and um, business expansion, and they are based in Rochester. Thank you for that. And I would have not done that justice. So then we move on to kind of as your business grows and Amanda, if you would. Yeah, so um, these are some scaling stage resources. And again, like Christine said, things don't fit neatly into one category or another, as well as you know, what defines a stage of business development. But when we're talking about sta scaling stage businesses, these are a business 
that's, that's not necessarily new. You have an identified mission, you have a product, you're making sales, um, you're actually looking uh, to start growing, you're probably self-funding, which is called bootstrapping, and you might be looking for some outside investment at this point. So that's kind of how we're defining what scaling stage means. And again, there's these are kind of all uh, flexible definitions, so no hard and fast um, definition for anything. But I kind of grouped these into um, different organizations providing similar type services. You can start at the upper left because that's kind of a, a shorter group. But these were things providing some sort of networking and um, engagement support. So we talked about ACLA and BDPA, um, DMC, particularly at this stage of business development. I think Christine did pretty good justice but to that. But yeah, they provide a lot of um, networking and connection support into a broader network, especially for medical and tech-based businesses. Um, the Rochester Area Chamber of Commerce, which I'm sure you're all very well familiar with since you were here today, but um, providing advocacy, education, workforce assistance, programming, and membership for scaling stage businesses. Uh, maybe I'll move to the bottom left, government entities that play some sort of role during scaling stage. Um, I'll start with the city of Rochester and Olmsted County because I think those are complementary. If you were at a WE Forum sometime this summer, I believe everything kind of blurs together after a while. Um, Christine had Jory Johnson and someone from Olmsted County, and I, I believe it was Jackie, her name is escaping me at this point, um, talking about um, certification and purchasing. So um, the city of Rochester um, helps with targeted workforce certification for women and minority owned businesses, which I think is something really um, essential for people to look into. Um, how to give your business uh, kind of an edge with um, selling to government. And Olmsted County, especially their purchasing department, is an interesting one to look into for selling of goods and services to the county. So if you were not at that WE Forum a few months ago, I would really encourage you to go back and watch the YouTube video because um, it's not just uh, construction or manufacturing-based businesses, which, pe which people typically think of. The last one in here is the Minnesota Department. Oh, yeah, it was Jackie. Sorry, Jackie. <laughs> um, the Minnesota Department of Employment and Economic Development. Um, so this is at the state level. I would really encourage everyone, this is kind of a go-to resource for any sort of education, links, guidance for really any type of business here in Minnesota. Um, it is a very massively large organization, as you can imagine. So I won't dive into more details because you really have to go to their website and, and kind of search yourself, but they would provide um, education and resources, especially at this stage on trading, exporting, funding, and grants. So anyone interested in kind of funding and grants available in the state, uh, that's where I would suggest you go. Um, so I'll move over to the bottom right. Uh, these were kind of things, um, these three organizations uh, involved with some sort of funding or, or um, small levels of funding, especially at this stage. Um, I'll start with Ready. So I believe Christine mentioned this, and many people don't know that Ready actually runs the Mayo Clinic Business Accelerator. It offers low-cost space for businesses. You know, everyone's looking for kind of private office space now. It, this, in this, in the, the COVID era, um, it is not just, the business accelerator is not just for medical businesses or Mayo businesses. Um, and they also have an economic development fund. Um, 
I'm not sure if anyone ready is on the call today, but um, that is mainly focused on kind of tech and medical businesses as well. Um, then Smith, Smith would actually be the Southern Minnesota Initiative Foundation. Christine mentioned this as well, but anyone looking for grants, um, funding assistance, they have a revolving loan fund, I would point you to Smith. Um, they also have a peer network, which basically, it's kind of like a master network for entrepreneurs is a way to put it. So you get in groups, you commit to these groups with people in your similar industry and you uh, grow together. And then the African Development Center um, has provides loans also for um, businesses at this stage of development. So then the resources at the upper right are providing some sort of education or other support. So I'll run through those quickly. Um, Somalia Rebuild Organization, I think we, we talked about that. So education business on business plan models and business expansion. Um, the Mayo Clinic Office of Entrepreneurship, which is what the Mayo logo is representing here. Again, Christine talked about this as well, but um, so they're mainly focused in kind of the medical or life science space, but they do have resources for people outside of Mayo. Um, that includes wet lab space and a biannual life science business pitch competition called Wale Tank, which is coming up in December. And that has some um, low levels of seed funding if there's anyone on the call interested in that. Um, Collider, so this is an organization I work for. So uh, we provide co-working space, storytelling. We have a free educational program called Basics of Entrepreneurship that will start in January again. And I think most pertinent to this group, we have, um, we just launched an ecosystem navigator program. Uh, so that's a free service in the community. We have three navigators serving um, the uh, Hispanic, Latino, um, black entrepreneurial community and female oil community here in Rochester. And uh, what that service does is these individuals meet um, confidentially with entrepreneurs and prospective entrepreneurs. They're not business consultants, but they'll listen to the entrepreneur's need and make sure they're connecting with the right business resource at the right time. Um, if people on the call are interested in that service, um, you can contact me. I can put my email in the chat or uh, my colleague, Sarah Louise, who is our uh, female navigator. Um, E1, Christine talked about E1. So at this stage, they have a technical assistance grant. They have free weekly office hours um, for the community. Um, Small Business Development Association and SCORE um, have sort of similar services. And I saw Cheryl's on the call, so she could talk about SCORE um, better than myself again. But um, providing um, free mentoring, um, business consultation, especially around um, business plan assistance. Launch Minnesota is um, mainly for tech-based businesses, um, but they provide um, access to regional networks, mentors, um, access to affordable interns, as well as funding for high-growth businesses in Minnesota. The We Forum you're familiar with because you're here, and then Winona State, um, which Julie, again, could talk better than myself, but um, at this stage, um, Winona State has a lot to offer to businesses, um, front-end assessment, digital survey and gap analysis, leadership building, and they also have customized workforce training and continuous improvement to um, assist scaling stage businesses. Well, <clears throat> that was very well done, Amanda. <laughs> Thank you for doing that. So I think um, at this point, what we really want to do is have a
So I hope you all found that interesting, hopefully not too overwhelming. But again, um, we cut out the discussion portion of this conversation. So if you're interested in hearing the full conversation that took place at the We Forum, please head over to the Rochester Area Chamber of Commerce's YouTube page and you can listen in to the second half of that conversation. And again, the best place to stay up to date with when the latest We Forum panels are happening is through their Facebook page. So we'll again put links to that in our show notes. So check it out. So we're getting closer and closer to our 200th podcast, and we're hoping to have something exciting for you. So stay tuned. Um, Our 200th podcast is set to air on November 18th, and we're very excited to share that with you and what we've accomplished um, really since we started Rochester Rising almost four years ago. We're over four years ago at this point. So stay tuned for that in uh, mid-November, right before we gear up for the holiday season. All right, that's a wrap for us at the podcast today. Please make sure you're subscribed to our podcast wherever you like to listen in to podcast content. It's also a really big help to us if you like our podcast on our social media channels. If you're watching it on YouTube, please like it there and make sure you're subscribed. Um, it premieres every Wednesday at noon on YouTube, so you can tune in over your lunch hour and and listen in. And we'll see you here next week with a brand new episode.